0: Hey, dude! This dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All
1: engine running. We have a Hey, all you pet stylists! You found the groom pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird.
2: Hey, Susie. Hi, groomers.
1: Susie, what's up today? Well, hi, Groomers. Hi, Barbara. And hi, Dave Campanello. Welcome to episode 311 of The Groom Pod, recorded on September 19th, 2021, in Snohomish, Washington, Tucson, Arizona, and somewhere in central Kentucky. This week on The Groom Pod, we're going to have a refresher course on Pseudomonas oreganosa, and we're going to pick Dave's brain about product storage among other things remember to join the party on facebook at facebook.com slash group slash the groom pod find all things groom pod on our newly refreshed website thegroompod.com and subscribe and share us with all of your grooming friends and one of our friends is the absorber towel The Absorber Towel from dogloverstowel.com is changing my world, and I think you should know about it. The Absorber feels like a magic eraser, and a chamois had a baby, but you use it like a sponge. Get it wet, blot off the pet, squeeze the water down the drain, and repeat. It's like magic. Dogs dry more quickly because they start out drier saves laundry costs because I'm not washing any more terry cloth towels. Saves space too, especially for mobile and house call groomers. Just soak them in vinegar and water between pets. To clean the absorber, toss it in the wash and let it air dry then wet it when you're ready to use it again. I cut them in half to make them easier to wring out. You can find the Absorber Towel at dogloverstowel.com. And if you use GroomPod as the coupon code when you place your first order, you will get 10% off. Well, the cat's out of the bag. We have Dave Campanella, head of marketing for Best Shot And we are so excited to have him with us today. And today, for me, is the Fall Festival of Mobile Groomers. We're having a big meetup down in South Seattle. And our local grooming rep, Cascade Grooming Supply, Michael, is coming with a big van full of all kinds of goodies to shop for. And we're going to do the tour of the vans. I must say, though, it's raining and it's in the low 60s. So it's over here.
2: It's just over. Wow, we have just fallen below a hundred degrees in the last three days. No kidding, it's been a brutal summer in Tucson, Arizona, and huh. uh, it's almost uninhabitable <laughs> for me. What's Kentucky like, Dave?
0: We're like eighty-six today, but next next week we get in the upper seventies, and it'll it's starting to become fall finally.
1: Oh. man i'm bummed the dogs are starting to take longer to dry the inside of my trailer is a big damp mess with just water dripping everywhere and of course you know when that happens hair sticks on every possible surface and you get in at the end of the day especially if you've done a blowout with our best shot products and there's hair everywhere it just sticks and an You can't do anything with it until the next morning when it all finally lets go and falls on the floor and I go out and vacuum it up in the morning. It's crazy.
2: It's absolutely crazy. I know. You know, I feel so sorry for you because drying out is one of the best ways to control microbial contamination in your grooming area. Dryness. Dryness is one of the things that actually kills our enemy, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, And you in Washington and those in other humid areas in little vans and trailers are just likely to be damp around the year. Dave wrote a a really great article in Groomer to Groomer about um, product contamination and how to avoid that. And I thought that I would take an opportunity to review some of the facts about the microbial enemies that inhabit our grooming environment. So what do you think, Susie? Is it a go-ahead for me? I'm into it. I'm really excited to hear
1: about everything we could possibly do in our own environment to make sure that we're protecting
2: all the pets that are in our care. One of the things that makes Pseudomonas oreganosa and Staph so uh, frightening, actually, they scare me, it's because these bugs are antibiotic and disinfectant resistant, and becoming more so, you know, and becoming more so as the years go on. And as antibiotics are used incorrectly and improperly, Pseudomonas has just an inherent ability to adapt and resist and change and become harder and harder to kill. You know, I think that One of the things that we've learned with the pandemic is that viruses, bacteria, microscopic animals have a will to live and a dedication to survive that is totally awesome. I mean, awesome in the terms of like, holy crap, you know, and they have even found pseudomonas Living and surviving in distilled water. That's crazy. I thought it was one of the ways we could prevent that. You can. Distilled water is much more safe. I mean, they're not going to proliferate in distilled water, but they can survive. We use the term ubiquitous. One of my favorites. What ubiquitous means? What does that mean? It's everywhere. It's everywhere, just like Dave Campanella. You <laughs> just never know where he's going to pop up. Uh, you know, he's everywhere in central Kentucky. He's at trade shows. He's on the internet. He's on Facebook. He is the only spokesperson for a shampoo company that actually engages, dares to engage on Facebook. And that takes cojones. It does, for sure. You know, that takes cojones because Facebook can be brutal, as we all know. You know, it even scares me, and and I'm a diplomat. Pseudomonas oreganosa is ubiquitous. There's no M in there. Ubiquitous. It's everywhere, and it's especially everywhere where there's water or soil. And in our grooming facilities, there's water all over, including we use water-based products. So there's water in our products. And there's dirt everywhere because the dogs come in dirty. Because the dogs come in dirty. So it's just a rich environment for this bacteria, And it takes no enemy. I mean, it takes, it just goes. And one of the other things that's so dangerous about Pseudomonas is that it will quickly form biofilms. What's that? Biofilms are where bacteria clusters in such a way that it actually forms a hard layer on the top that prevents antibiotics or disinfectants to get through and kill the whole layer of the Pseudomonas. You know, and sometimes these biofilms look crusty. Sometimes they sort of look mucousy, and they're most likely to uh, to exist on things like jar lids, uh, grooming pumps. Have you ever seen the slime coming off of the grooming pump? Is that conditioner or is that a biofilm? Hey, you don't know. Ooh, that's gross. And that 's just the point you don 't know, we don't know, so we can't see it, but we've learned from the pandemic, from the coronavirus that the unseen microbes have a will to live that's absolutely amazing and will defy us, and the people who are worried about
1: the humans ruining the world. Don't even worry about it because the viruses are gonna come in, wipe everything out, and it's gonna reset and all the animals will be safe, and it's just us that'll be gone, no worries.
0: <laughs> I embrace and am thrilled that you guys bring this up. You know, when I when I wrote the article, there you know, from a manufacturer's standpoint, and Best Shot's been at this for nearly three decades. And the one thing I can tell you when I got into this industry. As you know, everybody's experienced spoilage, but not everybody understands it. And typically what can happen, and I'm kind of speaking on behalf of my competitors and everybody, is there's this thing that it's shampoo, it cleans. How can it spoil? <laughs> you know, think about that. People, people think it's it's not going to spoil. And when there's a problem, the assumption has been, well, it must be a bad batch, right? Uh, you know, or somebody changed a formula or whatever. And I can honestly tell you, you know, I, speaking just for our company, the amount of spoilage claims we get is literally a fraction of a percent. But yet we go down every every rabbit hole because, you know, from time to time, we've had a bad fragrance that affected something or God forbid we put the wrong thing in the wrong bottle. Uh, you know, it, it, those type of isolated things can happen. And I'm not saying that manufacturers are immune from problems, but it's tough because I'm the manufacturer. Somebody had to stick their neck out <laughs> and address the obvious. And the obvious is most groomers don't know what they don't know. Nobody talks about this, and Most distributors of my product, and I don't fault them, I'm not judging groomers, I'm not judging distributors, but if there's a problem, nobody wants to deal with it. Or if it's a good customer, they don't know how to address the problem. Let's say they replace it without ever knowing. No one solved the problem. The problem is in our industry, we don't have any protocol for how to properly dispense, how to properly store, uh, or even educate you know rumors on the realities of liquid products we don't
2: amen amen you know i apprenticed for 4 years and i was never told anything my my mentor he didn't know anything he knew yep. nothing about you know like all we knew is what the salesman would tell us yep. and you know and they never told safety things they they never said Be sure to always replace the lid. Never leave things open overnight. You know, they don't teach that stuff.
1: Credit to the Nash Academy because the lady that I apprenticed with came straight from their program and in their paperwork, they actually had information about making sure you disposed of any diluted shampoo every single night. So it was out there, but boy, was it rare.
0: Yep. Let's look at a a similar industry when you go to the doctor or you go to a hospital they have vaccines they have medicines they have blood they have plasma there are specific rigid protocol for them to follow look at the news of how many covid vaccine vaccines they had to throw away because they went beyond their their uh, you know you know date. they had to be a certain temperature goodbye or their
2: date or their temperature right
0: and and then the flip side of this that I cover in the article. And I encourage everybody to to check that out, you know, check out best shot in our resources or check out groomer to groomers, September issue. Uh, You know, what we talk about, people talk about shelf life. Well, no one's explained that (laughs) to groomers and shelf life is nothing more than a guideline. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee to, to Barbara's point. These are water-based products and water fosters life. And unfortunately, it harbors and fosters bad bacteria and, and dip, you know, all sorts of horrible things to fear But we got to be aware of this. A preservative is only going to do so much. You know, what they try to do is put a preservative in there to prolong, or how do I want to say, the preservatives job is is basically prolonging the useful life of that product before it spoils. But it's not set in stone. You know, we could come out with a product and tell you, hey, it's got a two year shelf life. We opened this segment and I'm not I'm not judging you, Susie. I mean, I'm having fun right now, but yeah, in a mobile grooming unit with the humidity There's hair and guck everywhere. There's dander. There's fleas. We're washing dogs. We got, you know, we got slap on our hands. You know, we store our shampoos where? You know, maybe in the corner. And that's the corner where all the hair from the husky always tends to gravitate. I mean, we're in a messy environment.
2: Under the tub. Under the tub in the the salon. I have a curtain that goes down from So we don't see under the tub. But it is awful under there.
0: And see yeah. what's happened, I got to tell you a cute little story. But, you know, I was excited. You know, Barclay printed my article. They did kind of edit a few things out. But, you no, know, made it a useful, uh you know, article. I was very pleased. And I thanked them for that. And I'm at Hershey. And some someone comes in. And what I'm about to tell you is the type of thing that they, they don't like because they worry that I'm going to offend that one person. That one person, I don't know who she was. But she came into my booth and she said, I had some of your product and it went bad. And immediately my response is, oh, when did you get it? Well, I got it at, you know, All-American. And I'm like, well, we weren't at All-American this year. No, I got it a year ago. 2020? Um, Well, no, they didn't do 2020. We're talking, what, 2019, right? So think about this. They've had this product. And I'm like, okay, well, where did you get it? Well, I got it from you. And I just want to let you know, they said, that it's spoiled. So, you know, I don't need it back. And I said, OK, well, well thank you. But I, I want to encourage you when an instance like this comes up to call your manufacturer, or your distributor right away.
2: Instead of going on Facebook and asking your peers what they think yes. or yes. have they ever had that happen.
0: And I'm thinking, oh, here's a positive opportunity, a God wink. And I had a groomer to groomer September issue. And I and I opened it to the page and I says, I'm going to give this to you. It kind of summarizes all of this. And unfortunately, this particular person, and I'm not judging, but, but she said, oh, no, you're just telling me that this is my fault. Uh, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, this is going south here. And, and I says, well, I'm just trying to help. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry you go that way. And I just backed off. And it's not her. It's this environment. It's social media. It's no one being self-accountable and part of self ability Is having some education, talking what we're talking about now, all the more reason for me to stick my...
1: I'm curious if an overall adoption of putting a manufacturer date that's readable and understandable to us on the product wouldn't help us a ton, because we don't know how long it sat on the distributor's shelf, we don't know how long it was on your shelf before it got shipped out, and then... It comes to us and, you know, that's the first point at which we start exposing it to air theoretically, but that, that's
0: an excellent point, Izzy. And and just as <laughs> in prep for this, I was talking to Barbara the other day and we were talking about how Beshot was fortunate to involve and its listeners in the product development of our Macs, which is really kind of like a focus group. And it was really nice. I love this advice. And I've been thinking about that. And I think the way to go, it'll take a little bit of time, but to put a link or a note that says for proper storage and dispensing guidelines, whatever, put a QR code or something so there's somebody can grab it and and link. And I think that's the way to do it now with technology and QR codes. I think it's something every manufacturer can do. And, and the guidelines that are posted on Best Shots website, I've shared with all our distributors, and I told them, please plagiarize this. I don't care if you take it and put your name on it and say you wrote it. I don't care. Uh, and I tell groom shops and other people that I forward the guidelines to. And even this article that's in, in, uh, in the Groomer to Groomer, this ends of September issue here, take that, cut it out, blow it up, put something in your shop, share the information. Uh, because it's not fooey, You know, it's good, legitimate information we need to talk about.
2: I'd like to kind of interrupt here and speak a little bit to why we should be concerned about product spoilage. Oh, can we take a break right away, right now? Can we take a quick break? Room pack. Let me tell
1: you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick-drying and has the Ultramax delicate sweet pea fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max, and I love it to the max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at UltramaxPro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's UltramaxPro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth.
2: for a minute about why we should care about product spoilage. It isn't just about that we lose product if it spoils, but we can actually create terrible infections in the animals that we care for. And that's why Pseudomonas aeruginosa is such an enemy, because it can cause folliculitis antibiotic-resistant folliculosis that can go into furunculosis, the deeper infection that can actually be fatal. Now, most animals have a working immune system and are not going to be subject to horrors from the ubiquitous Pseudomonas oreganosa in our environments or even in our Products, but if there are breaks in the skin, skin openings, if the dog has just been on a series of antibiotics for some uh, some other condition, or if uh, uh, it's just got a compromised immune system that we don't know about, that dog can then become infected. And I actually had a case of folliculitis happen. In my early grooming career, and I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't recognize it at the time. And the vet passed it off as clipper burn, which I then dismissed. Right, because you knew you didn't clipper burn the dog. I knew I didn't do it. However, it was an Airedale, and I had used a seven blade, the old kind of skip tooth seven blade on the back. Now, here's the thing. Folliculitis often starts on the back or the trunk of the dog, and this is because this is where we often leave shampoo on for the longest time, and infection is related to the length of contact that the subject human or animal, has with the contaminated or offending substance. For example, hot tubs are known to be a source of skin infection and a pseudomonas skin infection, and it's related to how long you've been in the hot tub. Ew, people soup. I just can't do it. And you know what? In a hot tub, pseudomonas can... Um, multiply exponentially overnight. Ew. Times millions and millions overnight. Wow. That can happen. I mean, heat is definitely uh, a factor in increasing the replication rate of pseudomonas or staph in the environment. They like it warm. Warm and wet. Warm and wet. And another thing that we fail to realize is that we our host to pseudomonas. We wear pseudomonas. It's ubiquitous. It's on us too. Yeah. It's a part of the everyday microbiome. And we can transmit pseudomonas by our fingertips, especially if we've handled a dirty dog and then we go to unscrew a lid or something. What groomer washes their hands before they bathe a dog? Because you're just going to wash them again. So who thinks
1: of that? (laughs) At least until the virus. With the virus now, people think of it more
2: often. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. But then, you know, one of the things that we learned about the coronavirus was that it was inhalation contaminated more than surface contamination. And so the importance and the stress on uh, surface disinfection kind of way, you know, it's really important that we do some uh, regulation of that in our environment. You know, I've got a situation in my grooming room that I recognize. Every time I, I read up on these things, I kind of get jerked by the leash to tell me, to remind me about this. In front of my tub, I've got one of these rubber mats that has uh, all the holes in it. Ah, uh, the dishwashing one. It's a huge, very heavy. And it's got all these holes in it. And in all those holes, there's dog hair and dirt and who knows what else. And I've been saying, you know, it's been, I'm going to be honest, it's been over a year since we've lifted that mat up and cleaned it off. And I'm telling staff that we need to do that, but they more or less don't think about it when they have a moment. I mean, it takes more than a moment. It's a project to lift that mat up. But that rubber mat with holes in, it in front of my tub is a microbial trap and a breeding ground and a garden of unwanted microbial things. At the restaurant,
1: we used to have to pull that thing up and practically put it in the dish sink and hose it off. And you're right. that Grooming shops probably shouldn't use those ones with the holes in them. Mine are solid. I have solid anti-fatigue mats.
2: Well, I do every place except in front of the tub. Duh. (laughs) uh, But uh, we've got to get on it. Now that I've kind of like uh, reviewed what I don't know. And what I do know, I am definitely going to take care of that and do that in the following week. And ear infections are another thing that can happen from contaminated products, especially if we are plucking the ears. Because we pluck the ears and we create many little openings in the skin that Pseudomonas is just looking for. And once the dog has a pseudomonal ear infection, it is a bitch to cure and heal. And it could come from a grooming experience. These microbes that are ubiquitous in our salons can cause skin, ear, urinary tract, any number of infections that don't manifest until days after the grooming. And we have this kind of mantra. Well, the dog was fine when he left here.
0: Or here's the key. You know, what typically happens is it was the shampoo. The shampoo did it. Well, they may be right but it wasn't the manufacturer. They had that gallon sitting under their tub or next to the tub with the pump on in the extended position. And people don't realize that that's no different than having the lid off of the gallon. People don't realize you're supposed to push down on that and twist it shut to lock it when you're not using it. Also to clear out that, that uh, the straw or the pump. So you don't get things oxidizing, coagulating uh, if you probably just covered that, no, I've never done it. Oh, ah, yeah, you know, and I've people don't realize shop, it.
2: I've had my shop for forty-four years, and I've never closed a pump.
0: Yeah, they're open. Yeah, they're they open. all
2: are. I've got like ten of them at the at, 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 just a few feet from the within reach of the tub.
0: That's oh. the number one thing, oh, and then the, and then the other thing is think about. Opening segment with the humid. There's all that humidity. You've got gallons. Maybe you put the caps on. Maybe you have the pumps open or not. But what happens is that as that gallon's depleted, there's a bigger void cavity in that gallon to right. get what to get condensation. If you have cond from all the humidity in your shops, guess what, guys? And then I'll get calls. Geez, when my gallon or my two and a half or my five gallon. Spoils. Well, it's from all the condensation buildup and contamination because water promotes bacteria and we just don't talk about it.
1: Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear. But there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high quality materials and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair be sure to ask for chris she's the cat's pajama ron and abby are super cool too but wait mention the groom pod when you place your order or put groom pod in the coupon code on the evolution website and you'll receive ten dollars off each
2: pair of shears
1: how cool is that
2: way cool A factoid about Pseudomonas oreganosa is that it is said to have a distinctive smell, which some would identify as corn tortilla. So,
1: (laughs) does that mean you like when you smell it in the dog's ear or on the skin, it smells like Fritos? Fritos, yeah, 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 Yeah.
2: that could be it. Your
0: salsa is good for that.
2: And you know what? Alcohol does kill pseudomonas within 90 seconds and and they haven't developed a resistance to it. So that's just good to know. Um, You can't, you know, like use alcohol all over your grooming environment, but you can use it on lids and pumps and tools, the nozzle of your bathing beauty, uh, you know, which is a good thing to uh, that you need to clean. If you have a baby beauty, don't forget to take the nozzle off every now and then and soak it in alcohol. Wash it and then soak it in alcohol for a couple of minutes, and uh, you'll just be disinfecting it. So it's because sometimes I've actually sleep what I now recognize as biofilm, like slimy shit in
0: the nozzle of the bathing beauty. That's a biofilm. Ew. Hey, here's a couple pointers, Barbara. Yeah? If if you've ever been to a pet store in the aquarium section, they have these long pipe cleaners for cleaning out uh, aquarium hoses. Ah. Those are excellent for cleaning out the hoses and fittings of a a recirc or the hoses on a wall-mounted metering system.
1: I'm going to Amazon Uh, right now.
0: Yeah, you can go to Amazon. And then another thing uh, that I hear on social media, and see one of the reasons why I stick my neck out and I go on social media, is a wonderful focus group. Uh, and you can see, I get to see where there's connections and disconnections and what people are thinking. And I'll hear people say, oh, I'll use vinegar or I'll use my 256 disinfectant or whatever for cleaning out the attachments. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but what a lot of people don't realize is what you need to do is do that at the end of the day when all the hair has settled, and make sure that you take disconnect those hoses and hang them, and even if you're cleaning out bottles and jugs and mixing bottles and things, uh, put them upside down on a towel so they dry out, because So often there's a little bit of that fluid or vinegar or disinfectant left, and if that gets into the shampoo, you got a problem. Uh, Same thing with with, uh, shampoo pumps. You know, people will clean them out. They'll use an essential oil or whatever, or whatever cleaning product. But they're not dry when they put them back in. And you want to make sure that they're totally dry. So clean them. Let them sit overnight so when you come in in the morning, they're dry. Then put them them in because you don't want any of that solution getting into your shampoo or conditioner.
1: I love my bathing beauty. I love that I don't have to deal with a lot of opening bottles. Like, for instance, I take my gallons and pour them into the associated smaller size bottle so that it has the label on it still. And that way I'm not opening and closing my big um, gallons very often. So I've not really ever had a shampoo spoilage situation that I can remember.
2: Okay. So here's a, here's a factoid that I can kind of quote from the um, University of Texas, Texas Houston school of public health. Most of all, Most, if not all, species of pseudomonas fail to grow under acidic conditions of 4.5 or less. So uh, that's the reason for using vinegar. And the reason for using white vinegar is that it's more acidic than um, apple cider vinegar, which is like more holistic and, you know, like more woo-woo, but... Good old white vinegar is uh, very good at preventing the proliferation of the pseudomonas in your bathing or any...
0: Another little factoid, too, is when I hear that report, it also may explain why most spray and leave-in conditioners Mm -hmm. and even some conditioners your know, rinse out conditioners tend not to spoil to the extent that a shampoo would, because a lot of your spray and leave-in conditioners are around a well, pH.
2: Well, and yeah, yeah, they are they are conditioners are normally more acidic than yep. uh, you know, like have a lower pH than shampoos. And here's another mm-hmm. thing about conditioners, Dave, is that most conditioners contain quaternary ammonium uh, surfactants, quats, which are themselves antimicrobial. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so conditioners are less likely to become contaminated. That doesn't mean they're scot free but they're less likely because they're a little bit more acidic and they contain ingredients that, that kind of uh, are self-preserving to a certain extent. And, um, uh, well, and that's it.
0: Yep. And typically when I see uh, conditioners go bad, pretty much nine times out of 10, if not higher, there was a pump involved and it wasn't a condition. You know, we know that a lot of groomers don't use their conditioners, as often as they use their shampoos, which is another discussion for another day. We need to be conditioning all our dogs to some extent, but you'll you'll see a conditioner go bad, and it's usually a pump.
2: And, and just to, to, it to throw it out there, um, herbal ingredients and botanicals are food mm-hmm. sources for uh, pseudomonas aeruginosa. So, uh, you know, like the the more natural the products. Um, and we don't mean naturally derived, but actual have vegetal matter or protein matter. The more they provide uh, uh, fuel for these microbes. Let's just describe what we're talking essential about.
0: Essential oils and more, so, and more so proteins and things like that that are the yeah, culprit.
2: Protein, uh, yeah, protein, yes. Proteins and, as well as um, herbs, because pseudomonas also lives on plants. Well, let's describe just
1: what we mean by when we say it's gone bad. What are the things we're looking for when you say the shampoo's off?
0: <laughs> well, the first thing people will notice is the odor. But here's what's tough about that answering that question. Is long before you ever smell the notable odor that that overtakes the fragrance as well as the preservative in the bottle, that that product's already teeming. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: yeah. The odor is comes in the real late stages of contamination. Yep. Separation, yep. bloating, that kind of stuff? Yeah, collapsing yeah, of mean, the we, gallon we, bottle. You know when it goes Yeah, that's an indication that bacteria are sucking sucking up. I
0: saw on social media uh, in a marketplace type of environment, somebody was selling some some colognes they had, which is fine. And I looked and about half of them were water-based protein sprays and the other half were alcohol or aerosol sprays. Well, some of the water-based fragrances... I noticed we're partially used, and in my opinion, if you're going to buy some used stuff, you don't want to buy those (laughs) because you don't know what the history is on them, and they have a higher likelihood
2: of a Yeah, I I agree. I I think it's not – I think it's a consumer beware thing for sure.
1: Definitely. We tend to trade stuff around at the grooming events that we have, like the mobile meetup we're having. We'll tend to give away our stuff we don't like, but I think I'll be just a little more careful about taking open bottles of shampoo from people.
0: Yeah, and it all hinges on we don't discuss it as an industry. We don't know what we don't know, you know, and uh, better to be safe than, uh, you, know,
2: yeah. being, you know,
0: I don't want to say mindless, but, you know, ignorance is not a bad word. When you look up the word ignorance in, in uh, the dictionary, it, it's not an insult. Just,
2: it's an you know. opportunity to learn. So uh, yeah. Annette, Annette, can I read another quote? Here's a notes on shampoo contamination quote from um, the Iraq Journal of Pharmaceutical Science, Sciences. You know, like this information comes from all over the world. There are scientists everywhere. We think of Iraq, we don't even think of it, that there's serious scientists there. We just think there's, a, there's all of these uh, strange... Uh, Men with weapons or something. So here's the, the notes: the addition of organic material greatly increases the chances of, of growth and deposits of turbidity due to algae, mold, bacteria, or yeast in a range of poorly preserved pharmacolo- pharmacological solutions. So they're not talking about cosmetics here; they're talking about medicines. Nonetheless, it can apply. Emulsions can become thin, separate, decolorize, or change in pH of the aqueous phase. Hey, pH change. I had never noticed that. I had never picked up on that. And it's easy enough to have pH, good laboratory pH strips available. To check the pH of your older shampoos. Herbal products such as shampoos are particularly susceptible to contamination by gram-negative waterborne bacteria, aka pseudomonas, slimy yep. sediments, pellicles. I don't know what pellicles are. Have you ever run into that word, Dave? P-E-L-L-I-C-L-E-S? No. It's not like icicles, but maybe little... Formations, slimy sediments, pellicles, and uh, discoloration may occur. A thin skin, cuticle, membrane, or film. Oh, thank you, God! You're so smart. I cheated. You're so quick on that freaking phone. I love it. <laughs> so, so there you go. This is just kind of becoming redundant, but we want to hammer this home to you all.
0: And the complicate issues is in the formulating business, I don't care if you're making dog shampoo or people shampoo or other cosmetic products, shampoos will discolor over time. And then the other issue is certain ingredients, you know, cocoa betaine, different essential oils, uh, they have variances in color, you know, from a, from a clear to a, to a light yellow to a darker amber. And With the pandemic and supply chain, it's real hard for manufacturers to get consistency. They have acceptable variances in color of ingredients. So somebody might notice their shampoo is a little different shade, especially if it comes in a clear bottle or a natural color bottle. You know, they'll see different changes in, in color and they'll get all wigged out. That's not always the case. Sometimes it's just there's variances in color, but typically... You know, if, if you've got a product that's spoiling, you know, you may see the the first thing is that if you're going to lose your fragrance, you, you may get some separation. It gets thin, you get the bloating, you get the, that horrible sulfur egg smell and uh, the color, yes, can change. But I'll just be the first one to say color change is not always a sign, but it, it can be a clue. Uh, And I'll finally say, too, is the number one reason when you go into the beauty salon and you see all the different shampoos there, none of them are in a clear bottle in that industry because of (laughs) all the proteins and essential oils and variances uh, of, of ingredients they use. They don't look the same color from batch to batch, which is why they use a solid bottle. For some reason, we like to see transparent bottles in our industry.
2: The transparent, clear shampoos. Have become a a fad because it's become an an indication of naturalness, which is just not true.
0: Yeah, actually, it's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, right. When you start using more of the natural (laughs) ingredients, you'll get a you'll get more of an amber or a milky or cloudy color. You know, usually, usually when you see a clear product, primarily, it's a it's a less sophisticated product. Or or
2: they've used some kind of an ingredient that has a clarifying effect on the color, you know, that it produces
0: that. Mm, By and large, you're kind of using a select or limited uh, palette of ingredients to get a clear product. Anytime you get in advanced conditioners, you'll start to get a little more of a milky, cloudier color to them. And then some silicones are clear, but then there's other silicones, for example, that are milky. I see a trend. Some of, the, some of the basic shampoos out there, they're a basic surfactant or detergent base. And then they're using uh, either an MEA or a betaine to balance and help with emulsifying it. And then they're pretty much just using fragrance color and uh, salt to thicken it, which the reason why they use salt is because you can generally get a clearer solution with less coloring. Just another tip. I didn't mean Thank to you. digress. But...
2: Thank you. That was a good digression.
1: Is there a suggested way to get rid of your icky, naughty shampoo? I mean, it, I don't like pouring shampoo down the drain, but what do you do with it?
0: Well, I think it's more prevention. And what I tried to highlight in the article is I broke it down to storage. You know, and I talk about temperature and generally the cooler, the better. You want to store it under 80 degrees, but the cooler, the better. You want to keep it out of direct sunlight. You want to look over your packaging when they arrive. We never think of it, but open up those cases of gallons and see if there's any concealed damage or cracks in the summertime. You know, when we order, uh, there's a section that I talk about ordering uh, shampoo. We never think in the peak summer times, the, the peak heat times, when we order product later in the week, it's more likely to sit in a trailer, tractor trailer, over a weekend in sweltering heat, and we know it can get hot in a car with your dog and your kids. Imagine how hot it can get inside of a semi-trailer. If you order earlier in the week, this product's more in movement and less likely to sit for a long period. Those little, little attention to details can help, over the course of the year, reduce some of the likelihood of premature spoilage occurrences. Um, And I give all sorts of other little tips that we never think of. For example, you know, I just came from Hershey and a lot of people love to load up on shampoo. And as a salesman, it's real tempting. You know, somebody's, you know, hey, I got a twenty five hundred dollars shampoo order. You know, and from time to time, I I ask because there are companies out there and chains that move through that inventory rather quickly. But I'll ask and sometimes people are buying an 18 month supply. And I really don't recommend that, (laughs) as tempting as it is to get the big sale, because there's a lot of things that can happen in 18 months to a liquid water-based product as far as contamination or temperature or whatnot. So I always advise people to try to limit your purchases and try to turn through them. I throw out a number of no more than three months as a guideline because we want to turn our inventory more frequently. We don't want stuff sitting around. Uh, because it's water-based you know preservatives only going to do so much and you don't know if that uh, warehouse that it was sitting in was climate controlled you don't know if it was sitting in a delivery van for a week Uh, most most distributors try to be responsible and avoid these things but you know just just things to think about so there's some great tips and suggestions to get in front of the problem to help us minimize the likelihood of these occurrences And that's what I put in the article. And I I hope your listeners take a chance to read it.
1: I suggest when you get shampoo in, in a shipment at all, take a Sharpie and write on the bottle the day you got that bottle.
0: That's an excellent idea.
1: Or stack them on your shelves in order of oldness. So that you're using the shampoos you've had for the longest amount of time first before you're opening up bottles of shampoo you, say, for instance, like better. (laughs) It's hard. I'm trying to use up a shampoo that I do not like right now. It cleans okay, but it just doesn't. Turn my crank. And it's hard to force myself to use it, but I realize that I'm on a ticking time bomb because I've got most of it gone. So I've got like the last quarter of the gallon left in there. I'm going to power through it. It's going to be my holiday shampoo until it's gone. <laughs> That's my solution anyway. But do write, if you write the date on there, at least you know how long it's been on your shelf.
0: That's right. You know, and a friend of mine, Joe Zuccarello, some of you know him, he likes to refer to that example as common sense for common usage. And and I think really what that's what we're talking about is be informed, don't be afraid, but be, you know, be mindful and uh, try to use common sense and apply it to your day-to-day business. And uh, another point I was going to make about trying to limit how much inventory you buy, you know, because you want to turn through your inventory. Keep in mind, we're very fortunate in our industry that there's many distributors out there that offer two-day delivery, And they're even offering free shipping on as little as $100 to $150 mix and match product. So rather than tying up your cash on big orders of shampoo, there's no need to do that anymore. You should be able to uh, find good sources where you can get product in quickly, turn through, you know, move through your product and order more. And I, I think if we practice some of those principles, you know, you'll see the benefit and that discount you saved in your mind, you know, is it a 10% or 15% buying, you know, a year's supply of shampoo. Well, if, if you have a case or two go bad, you know, over the course of 18 months from just sitting and God knows what, you just lost that discount. Different ways of thinking about it and getting in front of the problem.
1: One more break and then we will bring Dave on back for a last segment where we find out where we can find him.
2: We love our sponsors, like Show Season.
1: Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, A Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season Animal Products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, TheBestPetShampoo.com or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Just to wrap things up, Dave, if in the big picture, if someone gets some bad shampoo, what do you want them not to do? Should we not rush on to social media, perhaps, and spread the word? I mean, I think that happens all too often. Well, I
0: don't think we can prevent that. I, I, I think what we're simply asking people and i think all the other shampoo manufacturers would appreciate it is the first thing is is stop acknowledge when you bought it keep your receipts you know you want to have a record i like i loved your suggestion about sharpie marker on the on the gallon you know right when you you know keep track of it uh and just take a step back and do a little research because in all likelihood most likely something that may have happened on the uh, grooming salon watch. ask yourself, when was the last time we were, if you have bathers, were you back there monitoring what they're doing and, and uh, do you have some protocols in place? You know, so when it happens, take the time to do that. But then of course, if you can't rule out, you know, something from your end, or if it happened within a, a reasonable period of time, like if you're buying this product and within 30 days or 45 days of purchasing it, you're noticing it's going bad, definitely call your distributor, or if you bought direct from the manufacturer, call them. Because uh, like in Best Shot's case, we, and most companies, we put a a, uh, inkjet date code on the bottom of every gallon so we can at least take a look and see if there is legitimately an issue. But I say that cautiously because when a problem happens in the past, the, the tendency is, ooh, this isn't me. The hope is that this was somebody else's mistake. Because I don't want to pay for what happened. I encourage you to do a little CSI, a little research uh, before you call and make sure that you can verify the purchase of your gallon. To hear about it, like the young lady who, who simply didn't know better when I saw her at the show, to hear about it 18 months later, I can't help you. <laughs> you know, it's too late. You know, so as soon as you find out about these things, it is good to contact somebody your distributor or whatnot. I hope that
1: helps. And Barbara, when the owners call and they're saying they have an issue,
2: what's your suggestion? Well, my suggestion is do not just dismiss that. Take it seriously. Believe them. Express concern. Empathize. And then do your research and check what was going on in your baby uh, when that dog was in. Just realize that post-grooming, problems do happen. Very rarely is it that the dog went home and rolled in the grass in the backyard and is allergic. That doesn't float. Just don't immediately go into denial. That's not going to get you anywhere with your customer. It's not going to prevent future things from happening unless you take it seriously.
1: And from the practical side, make sure you write down what products, especially what shampoo or conditioner you use on the pets, so that if you do have somebody call, you can go back, look and see what you used, and then go back and check the gallon and stick your nose in there, use your senses, see if the bottle's collapsed or blown up, see if it's separated, and then
2: take proper action. And overall, you want to be open to customer complaints, you want to communicate to your clients that if there, anything ever goes wrong after a grooming, you want to hear about it. If you express, you know, like you can't take it or you're not going to believe it or like don't bother me with that shit, you're not going to know enough to prevent it from happening again. So you just really want your customers to contact you right away. Not when they come back in six weeks later. There again, if you're not writing everything down, you definitely want to hear quickly so that you can retrace the steps. You can say, oh, yeah, that's the day I was using such and such a dream.
1: Tell us all of the places we can find you.
0: Well, one of the easiest things you can do is uh, you can call the company. From time to time, you're lucky you can catch me there. I spend a lot of time there, probably more than I should, but... I like what I do. Uh, You can uh, send me an email at any time to dave at bestshotpet.com. I get some folks that uh, reach out to me on Facebook, and that's fine. I have a Facebook page. Um, but if it's company related, I always try to encourage people to go to the company's website. If you have a question and we're real good about getting back with people. If you have a problem with the best shot brand, you know, call our customer service. I'm proud to say that uh, our staff there, particularly Kate and Nicole are excellent uh, as far as addressing questions. And if there's something they can't help you with, you know, eventually it filters up to me. Our show season is far, as far as, uh, events and venues this year has been really kind of limited i'm pretty much done for the year but the hope is uh you know as we get into next year to try to hit as many of the Barclay events and and the super zoos and the and you know the the atlanta pet uh, you know there's probably the hope is to be at least at eight or ten of the major venues again next year i'm feeling optimistic that uh, things are going to get closer back to normal
1: me too All right. Well, we appreciate you being here, Dave, so very much. And thank you guys for listening to us every week. And thank you for that lovely Barclay Honors Award because I'm still loving that and walking on the glow there. It's so fun. Uh, Make sure you share us with your friends. Make sure you support our sponsors. If you want to tip your groomers, do so at our website where you find the Patreon link and the donation button. Happy grooming, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye now.
2: Take care of yourselves. We love you.
1: Bye.